Hey guys, and welcome back to the Living Healthy Podcast presented by LA Fitness. I'm your host, Candace Curry, joined here with my co-host, Andrew Gabell. On today's episode, we're going to bring back to the program Dietitian Deb, who's going to help us better understand meal prepping. Andrew, have you ever tried meal prepping? Um, I haven't really, unless you count ordering a large pizza and then eating leftovers the rest of the week. That's probably my extension. I don't uh, yeah. think that counts, really. Okay. I mean, okay, okay so Debbie, I'm just going to start off by saying I've tried to meal prep. I mean, multiple times. And I haven't loved it. I've either spent way too much money on specialty foods, you know, I kind of hated, or else I felt like I was spending way too much time prepping everything and grocery shopping. And I even tried the delivery services, which weren't that budget-friendly to me. So I don't know. I mean, like, help me believe there's a better way to do this. Of course. If, if you plan everything out and you look at your menu for the week, what ingredients you like, what you typically shop for, and what meals you normally eat, stick with those. And we'll kind of give you some tips as we go and look at different ways that you can work those in. Okay. But what? see, what if I'm used to eating something that's not necessarily the healthiest? and I'm trying to start meal prepping to be healthier, what kind of foods can I start with that would stay good you know, for like five days if I want to meal prep on Sunday? Well, here's the trick, because keeping something for five days is rough when the basis of your meals really needs to start on vegetables, and proteins just really should be like a quarter of your plate or your meal, your bowl, whatever, and that the starches should be another quarter. So if you're starting with you know, a, a loved macaroni and cheese, and you're just throwing a little pile of vegetables on the side as a garnish, that's, that'll keep for five days, but that's not the best approach. So whereas you might start, I would, I would do a stir fry and I'd want, you know, lots of celery and onions and carrots and cabbage and anything colorful I could get in there and then toss in a little bit of tofu or a protein and then have a scoop of rice, not, okay. you know, the base of the whole bowl. Is it, is it harder to um, prep for a certain meal of the day? Like, is it harder to prep for dinners versus lunches or breakfasts, do you think? I think only because people are used to consuming larger dinners okay, so that right. there's more food or volume, more variety, really, in what you eat yeah. versus a breakfast tends to be have fewer elements. Right. And so it might be easier, unless you're talking about omelets. And then I would just probably freeze one, huh. like pre-make the omelet and freeze the whole thing if I'm going to warm it up on Friday. See, oh, that's a good yeah. idea because that kind of prevents the whole like food getting soggy or going bad or losing taste. If you could freeze it ahead of time, that and, might be better. And some things taste better when the flavors meld together, like in soups and casseroles and you want to really immerse that flavor rather than having them each independent as if like adding pepper on top, that's going to hit your tongue first. So that's what you do right before you eat. You put the pepper on unless you want it to kind of be within the recipe. Okay. With, with vegetables, do you, so are you kind of saying start with vegetables? Vegetables should take up, you said half kind half. of? Okay. So is it like, that's what I'm wondering. If you're starting out, is a good place to start like prep vegetables, like go to the grocery store on Saturday and then on Sunday, cut up a bunch of cucumbers, cut up a bunch of carrots, things like that. Depends Just upon how you're going to use them. So okay. if it's something that you're going to cook uh, later, uh, something that's called mirepoix, which is just basically a base of onion, celery, and carrot, all kind of diced or chopped up. Uh, generally, that's been like simmered for several hours, and then you mm. can use it as a base. But mm. I like to just have them raw and ready, and they don't go, you know, slimy or what have you. Right. But some things are more uh, tender, if you will. And so I would say 
slicing up cucumbers isn't going to last you a couple days before mm. they start to get a yeah, little I guess that's true. turn. Right. Okay. So would you suggest maybe like a couple days of the week to meal prep then? Maybe Sundays and then Wednesdays so that the food keeps? Oh, definitely. If, uh, well, the obviously the fresher you can do it, the better. Mm-hmm. But there are certain elements, like if you're going to cook rice, say, you know, that's a 20 minute, you know, go around right there. So sure, why not cook the three cups of rice that you need for six meals and then like portion it out and just put them in air tight containers? So actually, let's talk about that a little bit. What are the best types of containers that people should be using for meal prepping? Uh, well, you have to kind of look at the the usual uh, plastic, but we want to go BPA-free. Okay. And then you should also look at glass or ceramics with tight-fitting lids like, that you can store. Some have, you know, glass that you can, uh, lids that you can cook with, but those aren't going to transport, you know, to work. Um, and if you're storing meat or um, poultry for a while, you can tightly wrap in foil. That's okay. okay. There's also airtight, you know, zip-style baggies. That's true. Okay. You right. don't need like a vacuum sealer to do it, or could we? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know. I, I have <laughs> I, I have a, a seal a meal, yeah. and and that works well for putting something in the freezer to protect right. it and really suck all the air out. But if I want to do that with a sandwich, I'm going to get a flat sandwich. <laughs> right. And quick total side note: this I don't. It kind of has to do with it because it has to do with food and freezer, but. Don't put blocks of cheese into the freezer because then when they come back out, if you want to like chop chop them or like slice them or, you know, cut it up somehow, it like flakes off super like, I don't know. That's what happens with cheese. Yeah, Yeah, the expansion of the moisture will break apart. That's why you can't freeze lettuce. Oh, okay. Uh, You you could freeze uh, bits of cabbage if you intend to cook with it, but I wouldn't say, oh, hey, hey, I just made this salsa, or I just made this nice coleslaw, and I'm going to freeze some for... Mm. No, you can't do that. Mm, You know, it'll just turn into a soggy mush. Because I had no idea the, about this, by the way. Yeah, well, there I didn't you go. know you could Kitchen basics and food science. Yes. That's, okay. Well, that's why you listen to the Living Healthy podcast, right? That's true. Or host <laughs> I, it so that yeah. you can learn these things. <laughs> um, Debbie, I wanted to ask, what are some common mistakes that people make with meal prep? Things that they could avoid. Do you have any tips? Uh, what kind of mistakes do people generally make? Well, you know, sometimes meal prep, it takes like a long time. And I'm just wondering, what are some things that people could do to maybe like make the process quicker? Or... So that they don't give up, right? Right. Probably because, yeah, because it oh. does seem like a lot of work. It, you're spreading the time. Instead of spreading the time out for those different meals, you're packing it all into one shot. So, of course, it's going to seem like a lot of time if it's two hours. I think a lot of people try to tackle new recipes at the same time if it's new to them so that they should probably stick to what they know and maybe just modify that to be a little healthier, maybe cut back on the fat or add some more fiber, what have you, rather than, okay, I have this brand new recipe. What, Juliana carrot? What, how do I Julianne the carrot? Okay, (laughs) you know, and then- I thought that was a person's name. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and so using the right recipes that make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, What I would say is when I meal prep, I look for uh, things that if I'm going to get out a cutting board and I'm going to chop, then I'd like to do all of those things, maybe for four different meals, and then all of my chopping is done. Mm -hmm. And then look at, okay, well, what has to go 
I don't know, under the broiler or what has to go in, you know, on the stovetop and then do all of those things. Otherwise, you're going to run around like mm. a like a rat in a maze yeah. throughout your kitchen. Okay, I'm over here at the cutting board. Now I'm over here at the toaster. Now I'm over here at the broiler and I'm back at the yeah. microwave and you're going to go nuts. So having stations. I'm at the chopping Basically. station. <laughs> you know that too? I've, I've actually heard about like these one pot meals where you can just cook something all in the same pot so it's yeah, less dishes you can just right. throw everything in there and that might be a way to like cut I, back i love that you say you've heard about that <laughs> i mean it's called it well originally you know the slow cooker and yeah that, that's nice for like setting and so that's meal prep because the night before you have to have all those things ready because i'm not doing it at 5 a.m mm-hmm. but it's so great to, to lay out a pork tenderloin with all these diced onions and all this simmering stuff and then yeah. you know if I'm home at five, I can just add some vegetables. I know cook really fast right Mm -hmm. then and boom, I have dinner at six. But, um, for the meal prepping, uh, for a one pot meal, it would be more like a a crock, not a crock pot, a, um, a wok, Mm -hmm. something like that where all the ingredients go together. Right. And we don't have to eat them separately on our plate. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's true. Um, in your opinion, do you think that people that are new to meal prepping, should they try to do it themselves? Or do you think they should try to go for like grocery store pre-made meals or have something delivered? You know, what are your thoughts on that? Well, meal delivery can, can be expensive just because inherently someone else you're paying to do the labor. So if you look at, oh, wow, you know, this meal is, I don't know, $15 or uh, it's $10 or something. But if you go to the grocery store, wow, you can get those ingredients for six bucks. Mm-hmm. But right. then you're left having to um, cook. Transport it. Prepare home. it. And, and <laughs> yeah. then do and the, do the dishes too. So. Right. Yeah, and the dishes. True. We cannot forget about dishes. Yes. The one yeah. thing I do like about, another thing that I like about preparing food at home yourself is that it's also more eco-friendly because you just have less packaging. Mm. You know, because That's of what, what they send it in Every container, every Ziploc, every... Um, Even like the dry ice or whatever, they put the, the ice yeah, stuff. Yeah, if it's not there, reusable, yeah, right. plus the shipping box, yeah. plus the... Yeah. Yeah, it does seem like it's almost... like I. That's why I've never gotten into it. I've tried those services a couple times. And one, it either seems like they send all these ingredients and it's just like too overwhelming for someone like me. But also, it just does seem like it's the convenience factor. You get that surcharge essentially for the convenience factor that upping the price and it's which makes sense but it's also like it doesn't swing me enough to want to do that just like you know with some of these delivery services that are popping up where you can get anything delivered from anywhere i'm like i don't know if that's worth it because you'd have to order so much to make it worth it that then you almost have too much food yeah and I found that my experience too, because I've tried a few of those services as well, is sometimes if you get the week's worth of food and it's not customized for your body and how many calories you want to take in, sometimes it's too many calories, it's too much food. And then other services, it's been too little food and I'm not eating enough. Right. So I think that's another plus of doing it yourself and making your own food at home. You, you can also customize the, the recipes as to what you're in the mood for. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you get an order that you sent in two weeks ago, but you, you know, you receive it now. Okay. You're committed to that this week. Oh, but I already have, you know, a luncheon at work or I already have a a brunch or a buffet somewhere else that, um, I know I'm going to be eating those foods. It's not as modifiable as doing it yourself and knowing 
you know, that Sunday, if you're talking about preparing foods for the work week Mm -hmm. of what's coming up immediately because you're doing it more in um, proximity. Right. So does this, does meal prepping mean you're going to have to make more trips to the grocery store? Like, is that kind of inherent in it? No. No? If you're making your own food for the week daily, then how often you normally go to the grocery store or how fresh you want I guess things. you would, but yeah. okay, yeah. It would just be a bigger trip. So right, if right, you normally right. dash into the, to the grocery store for 20, 30 minutes and grab your five items you need for the next day, but if you're prepping for five days, right. you're gonna take a, either bigger portions, and so maybe it won't, the trip won't take as long because you're just buying more volume of the same thing, hmm. I like a lot of variety. I really don't right. want to eat leftovers and yeah, have the right. same thing every day. Definitely. So then yeah. I will want, okay, here's all the ingredients I need for my Thai stir fry. Okay, here's all the ingredients I need for my um, Italian casserole. And mm-hmm. so I'll take a longer trip if I'm going to meal prep in order to get all those different ingredients. Right. Yeah, that's something I was going to bring up is kind of like what happens if you're if you get tired of the same food very quickly, like I'm someone who I probably could eat the same sandwich every single day for 30 days. Like it's, it doesn't matter to me. I'll look forward to that habit. That's great. But for some people that they get tired of that, I guess is meal prepping for them because they kind of have to be mixing it up and using that mental energy to come up with it. I think so, right though, because you can take something that you've prepped and, and reuse it in a different kind of meal. Oh, so it takes creativity. Has to be a little bit creative if it's not going to be the exact same thing. It right. also depends upon if we're talking about ready to eat fresh things like sandwiches. It, those are hard to keep. But if it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I just cooked a you know um, key lime rice corn and some you know seasoned pork chops and um, you know some vegetable grilled uh, zucchini or something to go with it, you could freeze a portion or two and Mm. then just reheat them after you've defrosted them you know two weeks from now Mm. a a month from now if you really wanted to it's one of the the glories about using the the airtight freezer seals um when you know you have something like an upcoming surgery or the birth of a baby or you're just be getting back from a big trip Mm -hmm. so it's like boom i've already got all this stuff in my freezer at home and i can just tear it out and heat it up it's pretty convenient But I do want to talk about budget just a little bit because I have some friends that I'm going to call out a little bit right now. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much what they say when I've brought up meal prep to them is what's the point, you know, they, they want to save money and they're saying, oh, I could go eat out here and get this lunchbox for, you know, $5 from this one place. And it's saving me so much money rather than going to the store and buying all these ingredients. And I mean, what about people that don't have the money and they think that, meal prepping is going to, you know, drain their pocketbooks. Is that true? Can they meal, can you meal prep with a budget? <laughs> you, you can meal prep on your own with a budget to, to use some of the services. I think it, it gets up there in price. I think there are minimums, mm-hmm. uh, either for the number of servings ordered or for the regularity of orders, whether it's twice a week or once a week. Um, so the price gets up there. And it's uh, healthier, right? Than going if out for fast food. Somebody can find food. a five-dollar pre-box balanced well, meal that's not a drive-through. Fast food. Oh, but, you know, oh well, then those that. the five-dollar box <laughs> yeah. from whoever does that. I, I got my bean and cheese burrito <laughs> right, with I tortilla know. chips and that's like more rice. That's and, like your entire day of calories, man. It's crazy when you start looking at calories of that. Seriously. It's you're like, whoa. When you when your eyes are uh, open to that, you're like, man. <laughs> 
I wish they were shut again. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it's extreme. I know, I know. Yeah. I, but I tell them that. I'm saying like, well, you have to kind of put some money into your health too because you right. start eating out yeah. all the time and not meal prepping. You're going to develop health conditions later right. on down the road. Especially that, if you aren't burning it all off. Exactly. Well, and when someone sees probably that initial price tag of, of consolidating a weekly you know, shopping trip and in one of everything you're going to eat, the yeah. price tag goes up. Or yeah. if you're investing in the um, storage and containers, mm-hmm. you know, that can be a little upfront cost. But mm-hmm. again, it'll save you, like you said, you know, if you're in control of your own food, portions, ingredients, and, and that's better health for you, then yeah. it's going to be a cost savings in trying to do some weight loss plan later or having to get treated for high blood sugar or mm-hmm. blood pressure. And there are ingredients that you can buy. Actually, quick blog plug right now. <laughs> if you go on to our Living Healthy blog, blog.lafitness.com, we have some articles on meal prepping and mm. meal planning and how you can buy, there's certain ingredients in the store that you can buy in bulk that oh, are a okay. lot less expensive. So right. you should check out some of those articles online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there are some things that make sense paying for to get already prepared. I mean, I never start with everything 100% from scratch. I would right. never get out of the kitchen. Right. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I say, beets, I'm sorry, they're just too messy and I get my clothes stained. Mm-hmm. So right. yes, I'm going to buy the, you know, cute crinkle cut shredded pickled beets because mm. I can throw those on a salad and it works for me. I don't mind opening the can, recycle the can. It's all good. Uh Um, And and some things like that, you know, like corn kernels, unless you're really roasting your own corn and, you know, shaving them off the ear. (laughs) Um, But getting already done corn kernel, whether that's frozen or or low sodium canned, you know. Mm. Are the frozen vegetables, though, as good as buying the fresh ones? Do they have as many nutrients in them, or does that kind of get lost when, they, when they're when they frozen? I think it's a minimal amount of okay. processing for, for some things. It's also the time, you know, that it's been out. Uh, but in terms of, like, some things with sauce that are frozen will have added uh, fat or sodium. But most things you can get, I think it's called flash frozen, where it's just, oh, okay. you know, it's just the vegetable in a bag from the freezer section. That's good. Yeah. So before we get to the actionable advice, which we like to do at the end of every nutrition episode, we of course have another installment of everyone's favorite game, especially mine, Product Password. This is how the game works. We rattle off some ingredients and Debbie has to try and guess what the product is. Here we go. First ingredient of this one is real interesting. Made with smiles. (laughs) <laughs> An enriched wheat flour, flour, niacin, reduced iron, thiamine, mononitrate, riboflavin, folic acid, cheddar cheese, cultured milk, salt, enzymes, annatto? An- annatto, yeah. Annatto, okay. It sounds like a boxed mac and cheese, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Canola and or sunflower oils contains 2% or less of salt, yeast, sugar, autolyzed yeast, baking soda, monocalcium, phosphate, paprika, which is my favorite like ingredient to say, paprika, spices, celery, onion powder, which I was surprised by, contains wheat and milk. Okay, if it's not, it's definitely some kind of starch and dairy product. But if it's not a macaroni and cheese, it can't be a pizza or flatbread because I didn't hear any tomato products. It's not, right? Yeah. 
But unless, what what is a breakfast food that would? It's have? not breakfast. It doesn't. It's not breakfast. No, okay. No, it's not a breakfast food. Definitely not. I would I would uh, put this in the category of snack. Oh. It's a good snack. Oh. Or, or, or I don't know. I, I think mean, I have good a guess. to me. You have a guess. All right. I'd like can, to hear it. Can you do it but, before? And she doesn't but know, I know, by the I way. Know, I know it's an Full disclosure, Candace flower. doesn't know what this is, too. So this would be big if you could get this. What? Go for it. I'm thinking cute little cheddar crackers that are in the shape of something. <laughs> yes, I think we can say it. Let's are yes. we allowed to say it? Yes, sure. Goldfish crackers? Yes. Oh you got God, it. God, you God. totally got it. Sting. Swear to God, you didn't know. Wow. That is amazing. Yeah. So you were on in the beginning. You were like a dairy, dairy starch, right? That totally fits exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Goldfish crackers, which are which do populate my lunch and several enriched, times a week. Enriched wheat flour <laughs> is like the basis of like half of the stuff Everything, in the middle right. of the grocery store on the it. shelf. Like, yeah. made Interesting. Smiles. Made with What's smiles. That? Right off the top. Made with smiles. Uh, kids product. Yeah, I should have I mean, thought of that. And that technically, I think there is a smile on each of them. Oh, so, yeah, there you know. is. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay. There is our installment of product <laughs> password. And now, Candice, it's time for us to get some... Actionable advice. Debbie, what is the takeaway from this? How, how, what can people do to meal prep better? I think the biggest thing that people can do to meal prep better is get the right uh, storage containers, um, the right tools for the job, everything that you would need you know, in the kitchen to take that with you. Uh, and then also on preparing that, mm-hmm. they have, that they have a plan you know, and look at their week and what's coming up and what foods they generally like. So you can't just like, hey, I'm going to meal prep and then not have everything available that that you need. Right. Right. So the tools and kind of like not straying too far from what you like to eat so that you can get comfortable with the process. Like to eat or, or know how to fix. Right. Know how yeah. to fix. Right. Right. I mean, it doesn't seem as scary to me anymore. I think I'm going to give it another shot. Try it. Do but, it. We'll check back in with you next episode. Yeah. See how that's going. <laughs> I mean, what about you, Andrew? Are you going to try it? I... <laughs> prob- I don't think so. Honestly, it no? seems like a lot of time. Well, okay. Also... I am lucky that I have a wonderful, wonderful wife who is great at making food, and so I am lucky in that regard. So I do. I am I have not a as lot lucky. I don't have a wonderful, wonderful wife to cook <laughs> <laughs> five But I, I think I'm gonna try it out again. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It sounds doable if you approach it the right way. Like she said, having the tools, not straying too far from what you already like to make. Um, and just give it a shot and maybe start small. Like I, I think maybe start with just the vegetables cut up so that you have something in the fridge when you get home as a snack to reach for, like even starting there. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thanks for being with us, Debbie. It's always a pleasure getting your insights and thanks you guys for listening to our show. Um, don't forget, we'd love to hear your feedback. So let us know what you want to hear and what topics interest you. Yeah. You can find us on any of our social media channels. Just use the hashtag living healthy podcast so that we can find you and get back to you. Yes. Or email us at blog at lafitness.com. That's another great way. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this episode. Our next episode is about what to do when you feel like quitting. And that's in two weeks. So make sure you tune into that. And until then, we'll see you next time. And we'll see you in the gym. Bye, everyone. Before we get out of here, we want to remind you this podcast shouldn't replace any exercise program or restrictions, any dietary supplements or restrictions, or any other medical recommendations from your primary care physician. Before starting any exercise program or diet, make sure it's approved by your doctor.